Happy Tuesday to ya. This is the second installment of Be Nourished Spring. This one is entitled Home. Um, I didn't have a super real plan for this one, but I love how it turned out. I kind of just talked about what home means to me and how I feel like home is more of a feeling than it is a place. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, don't forget to head over to my Instagram to keep up with all the things that are going on there. That is Be Nourished Podcast. Enjoy. When I was in college, and even before college, um, I had dreamed of going to Honduras, and I spent about six or seven years of my life traveling to Honduras every year, and I lived there for a summer, and um, even during that time, I mean, I think middle school and high school are very transitionary, is that the right word? Transitional? Yep. Times in our lives. But for me, college was also um, a really big time of transition because I went to school outside of my state and I was away from my family. And it really gave me the opportunity to kind of figure out who I am and what I'm doing. And I spent a lot of that time in Honduras. Um, And I found that I had sort of that home feeling, the hominess of feeling like you belong somewhere and you're attached to something and you've created like your space and your routines. I found that I had done that with Honduras and um, I didn't really know that I had, but it made it very challenging for me to be where I was because I kept thinking about Honduras. I missed the kids. I missed the people. I missed how I felt when I was there. And I just, I hadn't really experienced that anywhere in college. And I had a hard time. I transferred to the school um, that I was in and it was just hard, you know? And, um, I remember one of my professors in grad school saying to me when I was mentioning this to him, how difficult it was for me to feel that connection anywhere else. And, um, I remember him saying, well, why don't you try to bring Honduras here? And I was like, what? Because in grad school, my grad, my uh, teachers always said things like that. You know, they would always say things that were very provoking, but not very clear. And so when he said that, I was like, I don't even know what that means. How do I bring Honduras here? I can't. The kids aren't here. The people aren't here. Like, there's no way. But what he was saying was, bring the idea of Honduras, the things that you feel there, you know, the stuff that you feel connected to, the, who you are when you're there. Try to bring that here. And that was a really big moment for me um, because while I didn't necessarily know how to do that, it was just really important for me to know that I could have that somewhere else because I think the danger is if you become too attached to one place or one person, um, if that place goes away or if you have to move or whatever the case is, because in my situation, I really felt like the Holy Spirit um, told me that I needed to let go of Honduras. I was sitting in, in my room in grad school, I'll never forget it. And I felt really strongly that I needed to reprioritize because Honduras had always been kind of my number one. I thought I was going to grad school in order to live there and be a therapist there at the children's home. And um, out, kind of out of nowhere, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to let it go and to reprioritize um, my heart. And turns out a lot, a lot, a lot of bad things ended up happening um, pretty quickly after that. But I guess what I'm saying is because if it had not been for that, I would not have tried to bring Honduras here and to find that connection somewhere else. And I think it's so important that um, home is not about a place or even a person. You know, there's that phrase, home is wherever I'm with you. Okay, I get it. You know, that's certainly true. I definitely feel more at home when I'm with Clayton than I do with anyone else. But home to me is a feeling. It's not about how big your house is or what you have in your house or if you're into simplifying or if you're into having a bunch of stuff or if you like the Airstream or if you want a mansion. Who cares? That's not home. That's not what home is. That's just the place that you happen to be living. But home to me is a feeling. 
When I've had a hard day at work, I dream about coming home. (laughs) And it's not because of where I live. And it's not because of the size of our house. But it's thinking about sitting with my husband on the couch and cuddling our dogs and getting to sleep in our comfy bed. I mean, those are the things that I think about. And at the core of those things is comfort. It's a comfort to me to be able to sit with my husband and watch Family Feud. You know, it's a comfort to be able to come home and cook and therapeutically try to kind of wash away the day. And it's a comfort for me to have our dogs here, even though they are wild, but I love them. And it's a comfort for me to go to bed next to my husband and know that he's there with me and just feel so grateful for him and for his life and our life together. I mean, it's about comfort. It's about routine and structure and feeling like you belong somewhere. And I think when I think about spring and when I think about nourishment, to me, like, this is it. I mean, this is this is the thing. It's feeling like we belong in a place with people and really just belong to ourselves. I mean, that's a little frou-frou maybe, but I think just as much as I feel at home with Clayton, if I can't feel at home with myself, then it doesn't matter. Because honestly, if I'm being super, super honest, some days I have time during the day to come home. And it's awesome. It's it's extremely convenient because it gives me the opportunity to prepare dinner, throw in a load of laundry, I mean, whatever it is. But sometimes I catch myself feeling weird and almost lonely because I'm just with myself. I'm by myself. There's nobody here but the dogs. I typically don't turn on the TV. I just kind of piddle around or I listen to podcasts or I do whatever. And so it just allows me time to think and to be inside my own head. And I try really hard to take that opportunity to um, read or to do something profitable rather than just scrolling through Instagram. But I'm trying to also make more time to just sit with myself, to just be with myself. Because if if I'm not careful, I spend... 90% of my life pouring myself out to everyone instead of focusing on what I need and and how I can be at home with myself. So I guess I just say all this to say I didn't really have um, a strong plan about this episode. I just want to say that you get to create your home. So if you're in a situation or relationship or a season of life that maybe you didn't see yourself in, you don't want to be there, whatever that may be, if it's at a college that you're still figuring that out, or if you're freshly married, or if you've been married 60 years or whatever it is, like we get to create what home means. And if you don't have the money to live in an awesome house with nice floors and a brand new kitchen and whatever, you still get to create that homey feeling for you and for the people that you love. And I think that's really what matters. And more importantly than all of that, learning how to be at home with yourself, I think is key. I think it's easier to sit down and identify the things that we like in other people. Um, Even if they're people that we don't even spend that much time with, I think it's easy. Like even on Instagram, we can point out things we might like about somebody else, but how often do we do that for ourselves? How often do we sit down and identify the ways that we are interesting and fun and hopeful and kind and all that good stuff? I just think it can't hurt, you know? It can't hurt to feel more at home in our own skin, especially these days. So anyway, switching gears, um, I am no home expert. I just want to point that out right now, but I wanted to share some of the things that we do in our home um, to help things feel a little fresher, to brighten things up for the spring. You know, everyone's into the spring cleaning and all the things. So I pretty much always want things to be clean. Well, I will say I want my kitchen and my living room to be clean and past that things are a little hairy, but I want my kitchen and my living room to be clean. So 
two things that I love in order to freshen up a space. We have a small-ish house and we don't have a lot of room for stuff and I have no tolerance for clutter. So when it comes to changing seasons, um, first of all, I try to buy things that I feel like could transition. So I use table runners for not just my kitchen table, but also for our entertainment center in the living room. We have a short but long entertainment center below our TV. And I like to use a table runner on that in order to kind of bring some spring to the space. Um, we use that for every season, but specifically right now we have one for spring. And I like to buy some that maybe could transition season. So for example, I had a um, black checkered one that I used at Christmas that I feel like could last all winter. Um, and you know, they sell these like even at Kroger. So you can find table runners for pretty inexpensive. You don't always have to get one that has like shamrocks all over it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get some that can last you through several months. Cause that's also key is my husband does not want me to spend a million dollars on decorations. Cause I totally could. Um, but another thing I love is candles. I think no matter if you never decorate for a season or anything at all, candles really helps bring a space alive. And I think it helps um, sort of bring stuff up for you. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that the sense of smell is your strongest sense and it, it it's attached to memory so well. So I think when you smell certain things, it reminds you of certain things. So if you have a nice, delightful candle it really will kind of remind you of, of happy spring times. I don't like um, super flowery candles. I feel like that kind of makes me nauseous. But if you do like super flowery candles, just keep in mind that your guests may not. So light like one wick. If it's one of the three wick candles, light maybe just one wick instead of all three. Those are just tips. You guys may already know that, but that's kind of what I do in our home. We also have these vases that I keep up year round, but I just switch out like cheap flowers that I can get at Hobby Lobby or at, um, you know, Walmart even. I just think for me, the key is having a few pieces that I can keep up year round, but switch things out within them so that it would be easier to um, decorate a space without it feeling cluttered and without spending like millions of dollars. So I am intentionally keeping this episode short because this is where I really want to hear from you. Um, all of the giveaway items have been posted on my Instagram, but if you are not on Instagram, the giveaway items are um, an awesome candle, a cutesy teensy little jar that's so adorable, um, a really pretty flower pin, like a lapel pin, not like a writing pin, and I watercolored um, two papers to give away. So... But I, the, the way to get those items is to engage with me. So just telling me what's nourishing you now, what you're looking for, what you're hoping for in the spring, that kind of stuff. So this is an op awesome opportunity to contact me and let me know, either by email or through Instagram, what's nourishing you now? What are you hoping for? What are you looking for this spring? What does home mean to you? This is where I want you guys to participate and engage. So I'm going to cut the episode off here. And I hope that you will take this opportunity to go to my Instagram or go send me an email and let me know what is nourishing you now.